Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Meghla Bhardwaj, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the costs of running an Amazon business. And to talk about this, I've got my good friend, Margaret Jolly, with me today. Hi, Margaret. How are you doing? Hello, Meghla. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining me over here. And uh, this is a topic that's very close to your heart, and you've talked about this a uh, quite a few times on the India trip when we were there, even during pre-trip webinars that we did for India sourcing trip in October, you really, um, you know, highlighted this for sellers. So I'm really excited about talking, um, you know, about this topic today, especially because a lot of the uh, listeners of this podcast are new Amazon sellers. And this is something that they don't realize. They don't realize they're spending a lot of money. And you know, at the end of the day, they're not, they're not making money, but they owe Amazon money. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be pretty important. Okay. So before we get into the topic, uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? How did you start selling an Amazon and how do you help Amazon sellers? Well, I suppose I'll be very quick because I've got a bit of a, a long history of working <laughs> life, but um, I started off in finance and insurance many years ago um, and doing, you know, um, budget advisory and claims for insurance, things like that. Then got into helping people with loans and, um, you know, re sort of sorting out their finances, did a lot of that work. I then was um, a revenue manager in local government for about 10 years in one of the councils here. Um, then Kevin, my partner, had a panel shop, smash repair shop, whichever they call it over there. I'm not sure what you call it. Um, so we had that for about 20 years and I ended up working in there full time for a lot of that time. Uh, then we just found it was just getting too hard. There was too many um, constraints and changes within the industry. So we decided to sell out of that and... We sort of semi-retired but got bored very quickly. So I ended up doing, um, started mentoring just small business like mechanical workshops and other things like that where people um, were struggling. And uh, this is something that I still am amazed at. One of the gentlemen I went to look at, he said, oh, I'm about to go bankrupt. I've got no money. I'm not making any money. And I said, how much is your hourly rate? And he said, $80. And I said, where did you decide that? He said, that's what the guy down the road charges. And I said, but how do you know that's your cost? She goes, well, I can only charge what he charges. So, of course, we went through his business and he needed like $110 to break even. So, um, you know, and there's so many people, I think, in business and it's the same going to be in Amazon. If you don't understand your costs, you can think you're doing well. But, you know, if you see something selling for $20, doesn't mean to say if you sell it for $20, you're going to make money. So you've got to know your costs. Um, and then from that, we also started doing um, business profiles for our big franchise um, company in Australia. So getting people's finances and trying to make them look pretty and um, sellable to um, for the brokers to sell and, uh, you know, get the people their money, which that was interesting. We learned a lot of that, um, a lot of business costs and things in that. That was a really interesting exercise to do as well. Um, and from there, we stumbled across an ad for... Um, selling on Amazon about just on three years ago now and we signed up for that and the rest is history. We're now a little hobby that we said, oh, we'll just put $10,000 out and get a product going on Amazon and now I probably do it 12 hours a day, mucking around doing all the different things. I do some coaching. I do a little bit of work for a company in New Zealand. Um, I have nine products on Amazon at the moment and we're just about to launch another two a, di a different brand this time from our last India trip 
Um, so that's probably my story at the moment and yeah, where I'm headed. <laughs> wow, that's that's really exciting, and um, yeah, it's, it's you of course coach a lot of Amazon sellers as well, and you know you consult for them. So why do you think a lot of these Amazon sellers and e-commerce sellers are really not aware of of the costs that that are that are you know of running a business? Why are they ignorant of the costs? Well, probably two things. I think. Well, I mean, I suppose because we'd already been in business, and I'd had a lot to do with running businesses and finances and financial you know, financing people from businesses and stuff over my life. I'd, I knew the costs of business per se, but, of course, when we signed up to Amazon, it was like, you know, you can make, and I love that word, you can make $100,000 in two months out of Amazon. Um, make isn't money. Make is turnover, um, and it's the profit that is important. And I think a lot of people see these ads and you know the marketeers are very good of having you know a Porsche and a Lamborghini and a boat and a mansion and tell you that you're going to make this every month or every year or whatever they might be you know each one has a different spin and I think people get a little bit think oh that's easy then you they you know tell you all you need to do is find a product put it in a pretty box and ship it to Amazon and it's easy but nobody tells you that there's you know, 15% fee, there's a referral fee, there's PPC, which I hate because I hate the casino and I consider PPC mm -hmm. and the casino in the same level. <laughs> um, so, you know, and that's where I think people go wrong. They don't know, you know, you need to do photos, you need to trademark, you need, there's so many costs that um, if you've never done Amazon before and we hadn't, and I mean, you know, we didn't really have any idea of how much it costs to ship from China or India into Amazon. There's lots of things that you don't know until you actually get into it because most of the courses that are being sort of sold out there as, you know, heavy marketed that people end up doing don't tell you all that. They just tell you how much you're going to make, not how much your profit's going to be. And all the things you need, you know, professional photos. It's just so many things, you know, unless you're good at copyright, probably, you know, your listing needs to be written. Um, there's lots of lots of hidden costs that um, people don't know. And you can do a lot of it yourself, but it depends. Some people have different skill sets and you can, you know, you can do it, you know, some people can do it all, some people can't. So it's not sort of something that you can just think, I only need... Uh, you know, like, and a lot of the people tell you, you can do this on $5,000 or $4,000 and you can have, you know, your products live. Well, that $4,000, I can spend like two seconds for people if I go through the cost later. So, um, you know, I think you've got to be prepared to outlay a lot more money than that to, to get going. And I think that's the biggest issue that just, the people are being sold a dream, not yeah. the reality. Yeah. Also, I think people are not treating this as a business. They're just treating it as, you know, like a side hustle or just order something off Alibaba and, and put it up on, on Amazon and you'll make your million dollars. They're not really looking at it as, you know, a solid business. Like anything else you do, if you, you know, run a, a brick and mortar retail store, it is a business and there are costs involved and people are not really looking at this, you know, e-commerce as a business, right? Do you see that well, as well? Yeah. yeah, well, I think, look, if you, to go into a bricks and mortar, like if you want to open a um Oh, a coffee club, well, you know, a big coffee shop franchise type thing. Most of those cost you half a million dollars to get in and then you've mm -hmm. got to pay, um, you know, like the lease is a few thousand dollars just to get into a, a shop and then you need all the stock and day one you've got, you know, 14 staff standing there that are on the payroll. So you need 
a million dollars basically to open something like that. And I mean, Amazon looks attractive because you're told you only need five thousand mm. um, dollars. But I think to do it properly, and this is I'm I'm on a bit of a thing at the moment with anybody I'm coaching is that it is a business and you need to spend money, you need to trademark your business, you need to do things properly and professionally from the start. Um, there are a few things you can cut back on till you get going, but to me, nowadays, if you want to do this and do it seriously, and we're finding in the last week or so that it's very hard to get a product listed if you're not trademarked, so you need to spend that money. You need to have your professional photos. Amazon are basically making statements now that they only want professional people selling. They, they, I think they're trying to clean up the little people who just go to the local shop and buy 10 products and stick them on and think they're going to make money every month and things. And I think that it is getting harder for people. So you really, if you want to do Amazon and do it properly to make any money, you've got to be prepared. And I think even $10,000 is nothing to, you know, to have you to get some product and to get yourself set up with all the things you need, your logo, your website, all those things, you know, you need at least 10,000. You've got to prepare that most of that will be absorbed in costs before you even sell anything. Right. So when you're, um, you know, when people are selecting products to sell online, then what, what do you think is the minimum margin that they should be looking for in order to, you know, be able to cover all of their costs and be profitable? Well, look, I think, look, just going back in my business history, it's always been, look, I've worked in restaurants and done all sorts of things like that, and just costing out like a meal or something, it'd be a third, a third, a third. So it's a third for the product, a third for your costs, which are your wages and whatever you've got, and a third for profit. And I still try and apply that in my Amazon business now. So uh, it, it's not always works that straightforward like that in the Amazon game though because the cheaper the product the more that third of costs is because if you're just selling something that you're paying two or three dollars for um, you can't say well I only need four dollars for all my costs and I'm going to make four dollars because your costs are probably going to be fifteen dollars um, so you've got to really and my like what I like to do is I like to find a product that's around the ten dollar mark minimum that I can sell for over forty dollars, and okay. that way then I can make about ten dollars. If I, if I I like to think if I spend ten or twelve dollars on a product that I can make at the end of the day after all my costs are paid for, including the PPC which a lot of people forget about, um, and you know you've got your accountant to pay at the end of the year and all those things that you could still make you know, $10 or $12, which to me, find me somewhere where I can put $10 in a bank and at the end of the year go on, it's $20. I mean, it'll probably be $9.80 with the bank fees because there's no interest on the money. So, I mean, Amazon is a very good profitable business. I mean, I don't know any retail business where you can outlay 400000 for a coffee club and make 400000 profit in your first year. I just... It just doesn't happen in the retail world. So, I mean, Amazon is a great business, but you've got to know your costs it's not easy and it's got a lot of risk. And I think you've got to be prepared when you go into it that, you know, it is a big risk. It's not a game. It's, it's not like playing Monopoly on a board. It's reality and it's money. And you can't go spending too much. You've got to be, I don't like to think people just keep borrowing to, to get going in it. If you can't afford to start in it, I don't think you should go out and borrow $30,000 if you haven't got 10 cents to get going because you could lose that. There's right. no guarantee. Right. With any, with it, and I think there's more chance of making money on Amazon than there is a lot of little retail shops. I mean, 
you know, I walk down our local street and you see all these people opening up, painting up a shop and it's going to be some gift shop or something and you go back in three months and they're gone and the next person's in there. Um, so it's no different in the um, bricks and mortar type thing than on Amazon. I think it's hard everywhere. Right. And so, um, of course, you're sourcing most of your products from India, right? And, and you're, yeah. you've got high margin sourcing, from products, uh, sourcing products from India because they're higher quality and uh, they're kind of more premium products. But even for people who are sourcing from China, um, you know, would you advise them to look for, you know, high margin, high, high end, high quality kind of products or... Well, yeah, I think it's still, you know, um, to me to try and find something in China for $3 and sell it for 20 and think I'm going to make any money. Um, mm -hmm. I, well, I, I like to be working and making some money. I can't see the point in doing this for, you know, even if you do four hours a day every day of the year to get $1,000 back because if I buy something for 2 or $3, um, the chances of me making even $3 on that, if, I'm, if I can only sell it, for, you know, 19 or $20, because um, your fees don't change. You've still got your Amazon FBA fee and your 15% um, fee. So they're going to be at best, you know, probably 8 or $9 unless it's a really tiny product. So, you know, out of, you know, $20 by the time you take out, you know, 12 or $13 there and your PPC and all your other costs, you don't have much left. So I still think... Um, and I think, I think you've got to be aware of when you're buying out of China and you're buying straight off Alibaba usually that everyone else is looking at that product too. So you're looking at it and there's probably, you know, another thousand people on Alibaba going, oh, I like that. And then they look and see they're selling for $25. And by the time you go live, there's another thousand people selling that and they're all down cutting it down to 20. And look what happened to us with our first products. We started off dealing in China and even did a, a, lot, a bundled about five things together that all went and made a really nice set, gift boxed it beautifully and thought, oh, I can easily get, you know, $32, $33 for that. We ended up selling them down to about $25 because within two months we had other people, obviously our supplier had said, oh, this is really nice. Why don't you try and do this too? Because it was appearing in a different colour very quickly on Amazon, um, our same idea. And so your profit margin that you had is gone. So I think... Um, you've got to find something that's a little bit more expensive and there's not so many people going to jump on. And I think if you can get something that you can sell for around, you know, the $40 to $50 mark, there's not as many people. A lot of people will go and buy something for 2 or $3, but they won't spend 12 or $13 on a product because that's mm. too much outlay. So I think you're cutting it better. It's a lot easier to do it out of India because most of the time you've got a unique product that, nobody else can find because they haven't been to India and it's very hard to find a product out of India unless you go there or you get a sourcing agent. So um, it's a lot easier for me being in India. We've had the same product up for 18 months now and touch wood, nobody's actually selling my product because they'd have to go to my factory to find it because, you know, it's just not available and it's not something that they can replicate in China. Um, because it's handmade in India. So that's a benefit. But, no, there's still lots of good products, and I've got some students who are doing some, you know, some nice products out of um, China and making good money on. But I think I'd prefer them to find something that's worth at least $10 to, you know, $10 to $20 and sell it in that higher profit margin because then 
well, to me, if I'm going to sit down and sell a thousand products and make a thousand dollars, or I'm going to sell a thousand products and make twelve thousand dollars, I know what I want to do because it's right. no much, so much more work. I mean, whether it be something that you paid a dollar for, you've got to go through the same process, the shipping, the the PPC, the listing, everything's the same. It's the same amount of work no matter how much you pay for it. So to me, I just want to be, you know, working sort of smarter, not harder. So to me, the only way to work smarter in this business is to get something that there's a, definitely a good profit margin in. And then if something does go wrong and somebody does undercut you, at least if you've got a 12 or $13 margin, if you have to lose three of that, you're still making 10. But if you've only got a $3 margin and you've got to cut it by three, you've got nothing. So I think... People just need to be prepared to spend a little bit to make money. Like, you know, I don't know, to me, you know, how much money can you make out of $2 or $3? I mean, it's just not, you know, to me, if, if I'm serious about doing the business, I've got to be prepared to, to put some money out into some stock and, and get mm. going. Yeah, totally makes sense. So I think a couple of months ago, you mentioned maybe in a webinar that we did together that you're almost on track to do like $100,000 in profit. Like most people don't talk about their profit, but uh, I think you're like one of the few people who are actually talking about the profit and all. So well, to me, that's the only way to talk. I mean, it's no good yeah. saying, look, you know, I you know, know people who say, oh, I've turned over a million dollars, but if you get down to the tin tax, they mightn't have even made, there are people that we know on Amazon who turn over a million dollars who don't make a cent. Um, they admit it because the cost is there. So to me, the only way to talk about what we found is this year we were on track and Amazon did their little algorithm change um, mm. back in October and our sales just plummeted a lot. We mm. lost about 20% of our sales like virtually overnight. Mm. Um, so even our Christmas was down 20 like it's just maintained. It's just dropped that um, so we're redoing a lot of work on our products at the moment, not on not our products, but on our listing and our back end and PPC just to um, get that back to where it should be. But, yeah, so we won't get anywhere near that now because December we, we're in the gift market. So October, November, December are our good months. And we were flying high up there and all of a sudden we flew very, very quickly overnight back down to, I mean, but... In saying that, we still had a good Christmas and I was just telling somebody else talking to this morning about this. I, The year before, I'd spent $12,000 on PPC in mm -hmm. December, October, November, December over the Christmas break. It was, and this year I said, there's no way knowing because that's a lot of our profit gone. So I thought, right, so I just set myself a $2,000 PPC budget and said that's all I'm spending on PPC and when it's gone, it's gone. If I sell less than I sold last year, so it'd be, at least I'm making more profit. And as it turned out, we actually sold 25% less because I knew we would because our sales were down. I spent 2000 on PPC, but I've still got $10,000 in the bank because I didn't spend it on PPC. So I actually made, by selling less, I made more profit by just mm. controlling my PPC a lot better. So I think you've just got to be aware, and I mean, we probably didn't realise how, how quickly the PPC was going to get eaten up on it on because we're in a fairly heavy gift range mm -hmm. um, and people just obviously all go clicking looking for those type of things and that's where them you know it, it, you wake up in the morning you go my god how much have I spent today another hundred dollars <laughs> on this and this and it just goes so I yeah. think um, you know we've learned a lot by just being aware of our costs and that as well so that that mm -hmm. sort of turned our bottom line around quite a bit 
Okay, cool. So let's talk about the four key, uh, you know, groupings of costs that there are. And you mentioned this during uh, India Sourcing Trip in one of the webinars. And I thought that was a really good way to, you know, explain things to people. So the first key, you know, grouping that people need to think about is, um, are all of the setup costs, right? So That's can you talk right. a little bit about the setup costs and, and what are involved? And some of these are one-time costs and some of them are, of course, recurring costs. Okay, well, I think, yeah, probably the setup costs, um, and if, like, when you're starting out, I think that probably the first thing you've um, got to do is, or decide, number one, are you going to open a company or are you just going to register a business? And, like, if you start doing a company, it's, I don't know, a couple of thousand dollars here, so I assume it's the same um, in Singapore to set up that. Um, that's not necessary, but depending if you're in this for the long game, it probably is necessary because you've got less risk if you're running under your own name. Um, you can get sued if you're under a company, it's not your personal home or whatever can get involved. So sometimes that's money well spent. Um, you definitely, I believe now, if you're going to do Amazon, need to brand. So that's at the moment with Amazon Accelerator, I think it's about $1,000 roughly to do that. We're talking US dollars in all this. Yeah. Um, you need a logo and um, design. But look, those things I think you can get done on Fiverr for $5, $10. I mean, you don't have to go and spend a fortune and get somebody to do that for you. Um, if you've got some bit of an idea, I mean, I know these companies, 99designs, and they do, and people pay $1,000 or something to, you know, bid and get a logo design, but it's only a logo. It's not going to yeah. make any difference whether your product sells or not. So I think that's something, but it's still a cost. You've got, you really need a website, even if it's basic and you can probably three or $400, once again, you can do those on Fiverr without spending a fortune, but it's still money. Um, you need your domain names to do um, all your emails and all those things. Um, they're all, you know, $50 here, $50 there. So before you know, it's added up. Um, you design your packaging. So you might have to pay to get some dye lines done on your box. Images, uh, look, I don't know, the going rate. You can probably do them from anything from $500 to I've seen up to $2,000 to get images of a product done and your EBC mm. images. Um, and then, you know, paying for samples, depending where you're getting your products from, whether you have to pay for samples and you can spend very quickly out of China $100 on each sample because they tend to charge a lot for samples. So they're basic one-off costs. So, you know, before you know it, there's probably $5,000. Yeah. You know, minimum of probably 2500 just to to be ready to sell on Amazon without yeah. looking at a product. Mm. And, of course, everything is really important. I mean, all the things that you mentioned, but I guess of all the things that you mentioned, I mean, the logo and all, yeah, that's important too. Um, but I think images, right? I mean, that's probably the most critical yeah. aspect and that's going to really determine your, your sales. Uh, I would think people should not, uh, you know, skimp and that's something that they should invest in. So yeah, it is, it's very yeah. important. And I mean, it is hard to, um, you know, especially um, like if your product's being made in China and you're in Singapore or Australia for us, um, it's not easy. You've either got to ship your, your product somewhere or pay someone locally maybe to do some of the imaging and then get it to a graphic designer to, you know, to do further images. There's lots of ways you can do it, but, I mean, I, f I think to get something decent done, you know, yeah. probably $500 would be, you know, the minimum of anything that's, you know, done reasonably. And, I mean, you don't need one, but you need 
you know, seven to ten images for your Amazon. And now because you'll be able to get, if you do your trademark, you'll be able to use um, A-plus content, which used to be the old enhanced brand content. So then you have a lot of images required for that as well. So, you know, you're going to need probably, you know, at least a dozen images to, to get going. So it's not just one image. So right. you need it's... lifestyle images as well just to sort of yeah. see yeah, so I think, you know, um, so, you know, these people that sell these courses that say, you know, you can, you can, you know, get live for a few hundred dollars, um, it just is not, it's not true. <laughs> right. Okay, so those are all of the setup costs. And then we have the actual cost of goods. So you're yep. placing orders, and then you have, uh, you know, maybe inspection. So what are some of the Cost that we believe well, to obviously, your, your first one is your product um, and your shipping. Now, it's really hard to get a price on shipping until you actually get your first shipment done because it depends on how it's boxed, how, how big the cartons are, whether it goes on a pallet. But I've sort of got a bit of a general rule, and I just talk about if you've got a shoebox size and it weighs about a kilo, I think you need to allow a couple of dollars to ship that um, from either China or India, the costs are, I find, no different, really. Um, and then at the other end, of course, there's, if it's coming from China, well, it depends on, it can be another, you know, 20% or whatever Mr Trump's costs are for his yeah. tariffs at the time. Uh, India's only got about a 2% tax on it, but there's also some other cost of just customs duties that they charge for the paperwork and, you know, we use a customs broker, so she has a charge, but um, there's all those costs on top of your shipping so you know two dollars goes nowhere on per products even talking on a thousand products but if you're only doing a small shipment of a couple of hundred that two dollars can easily grow out to four dollars because the smaller the shipment a lot of the costs are still the same so mm -hmm. um you know you've got to look at that then obviously sometimes when you do a deal with your factory they might package it for you in their standard box it might be a white box or a brown box that they use for that product and they'll put your logo on other times you might design a, your own boxing and a gift box or something you can spend two or three dollars on that very easily per box if you do something a little bit more out of the ordinary so that depends on your product i think you've got to weigh up whether it's you know it's something that's really giftable i mean to me if it's not going to be given as a gift um, I wouldn't be going and spending the money on the actual gift box because it's not mm. that it's going into a bricks and mortar store and it's going to be on a shelf and people are going to walk in and, and see it. Um, you know, people have bought it and it gets delivered to their home. So if they want to give it away as a gift, obviously they don't want it looking in a piece of plastic bag or something. But, um, you know, I think you've got to weigh up each product there on its, you know, depending what it is and what its purpose is. Uh, right. But you know, you've, but it's very easy to spend two or three dollars on packaging if you start getting something made. Um, then you've got storage. Now in Amazon, it's sixty cents a cubic foot for nine first nine months of the year. Then once you get to Q four, because they're so busy and they've sort of premium, I suppose, floor space there, it becomes $2.40. And actually that's going up again in February and I think it's going to 66 cents and I can't remember what the $2.40 goes to, so that's going up. So a cubic foot is not very much. So um, you've got to, especially at Christmas time, you've got a budget for that. Um, then on top of that, you've got your FBA fee and your referral fee. Now you're... FBA fee, once again, if we look at a shoebox weighing a kilo, that's about $6. Mm -hmm. 
you pay for that product. Once you get into oversized, so if it becomes bigger than 25 inches by 18 inches by 8 inches, it can be around $12 or $13 a product for small oversized. It depends on the weight and there's a, it's done on a lot of calculations, but it's around that. You can actually, if you're looking to cost a product, the best idea I find at the moment is just to find something that looks similar to yours, that weighs about the same, and see how much they're paying to, to give you the idea when you're looking at some just basic costings to get going. Um, then sometimes you might find, depending how much you're shipping in and what time of the year it is, especially for us in Q4, we put all our products straight into a third-party logistic warehouse because we're not paying $2.40 a cubic foot, but we're paying $20 a pallet. So mm. um, it's it's a lot, lot cheaper um, to have our goods stored in there, but then there are the costs of moving that. Amazon, charge, you use um, one of Amazon's freight forwarders, but you pay depending where they send you to their warehouse. So it might cost you another dollar a product on average to move that good back from the 3PL into Amazon. For us at Q4, that's still a big bonus because I just drip feed as much as I need. So I look every two weeks and think how much more do I need to move across. And I saved, I think, about $2,500 this year by doing that as well instead mm -hmm. of putting all my goods into Amazon. So you've got to weigh up once again what, you know, your product is and if it's a constant thing and you how much you're going to have in there in Q4 because Q4 kills everyone with storage. So I think they're the main um, cost of goods, what I would call costs of goods right. that you have to take into account. And they're all costs that you need to put into your um, costings when you're looking at, um, you know, making how much you're going to, you know, charge for your next product. Right. If you get one of those, it's your profit gone. Yeah. Okay. So then the third major expense type that we have is advertising or PPC. And that's something that people don't really account for and, um, you know, un underestimate. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like how much should people budget for? I can't say how much you look There's a few, I'll go through a few other things, other smaller costs first before we okay. hit the PPC. Um, when you first join, you can do a thing called the Early review, Early Reviewer Program, and that gives mm -hmm. you five or six reviews, and I think it costs at the moment still $60 to join that. So, I mean, it's not much, but, you know, if you're only selling a couple of hundred products to start, it still adds it's another, you know, 50 cents onto your product. Then um, you can also do coupon giveaways, which you can put onto a product 10% off to make it look more attractive and you get a little green coupon on your ad um, but they charge you 60 cents to do that so if you're taking selling something for $40 and you're giving 10% off that's $4 and the 60 cents so that's $4.60 so that's part of your advertising costs mm. uh, you can do other promos you can sell two products there's lots of different promos that all have a similar sort of fee to them uh, then if you're doing a launch you might have to give away some products so you might have to depending what how many products you want to give away, but, you know, usual it's sort of, you know, at least 25, can be 50, can be 100, depending what you're trying to get into and what page you want to get onto. So, you know, but if you budget to give away even 25 products, that means you're going to make nothing out of those um, because you're probably paying the Amazon fee and then getting doing you're using rebate key or something, so you're paying the fee to sell it plus you're, you're giving the product away for free. Um, then you might be doing Google ads, Facebook ads, there's all those things and it just depends what you want to spend. I mean, you know, the budget can just get out of hand. And then there's PPC, which we 
have to really do to get moving on Amazon. It's not yeah. something that I have got a couple of people I know who have had dream products who have got to page one without spending $2 on PPC and maintain page one. But, you know, that's like winning Tats Lotto. Um, <laughs> so, but I think look, PPC, it gets, especially when you're launching, you need to spend a lot more money. Um, you know, and some of the people, like my friend Kevin King, says thirty to fifty dollars budget a day for PPC in um, his course. Um, so, like, you know, if you're spending fifty dollars a day for thirty days, that's quite a bit of money. And then on top of that, you know, you, you're making no money out of your product because you're spending all that money on PPC. So it's very hard to set a budget for PPC. I find, right. especially in the launch phase when you're um, you know, getting going. But then the problem is you've got to look at it too. If you're just doing a trial order of 100 or 200, do you want to launch? Do you want to give away 25 products? Do you want to spend $50 a day on PPC? Um, because it's probably more than, you know, you'll see in profit. So, um, but, you know, if you're serious about it, though, you've got to do a launch at some point. So you've either got to order a lot more stock to start with and do a big launch or test the market and then do a second order and then start doing your launch because uh, it's no good launching with 100 products because if it takes off, um, you've got no stock to back it up and you're back to square one waiting for your next order unless you've got something which most orders take, you know, two to three months by the time you order and ship in and get into Amazon. So it's not easy. But once I think, you know, once you've established for 12 months, you can sort of set your, your PPC budget a lot easier and, and you know, have a, a much smaller budget. But, you know, even if you set it at, you know, $3 and, I don't know, you probably set it at even $10 a day. So that's, you know, 30 days at $10, there's $300, hmm. um, which is, you know, if you've only, it depends how much you're selling as well. I mean, it's all very subjective to, you know, to what you're selling. But I think if you're spending more than 10% of your total sales on PPC, you're probably spending too much. Okay. Is, you know, because otherwise there's no, all you're doing is spending your profit. Yeah. Because if you've only got, you know, a 20% profit margin and you're spending, um, you know, 10% of your total sales on PPC, that's still a big, because a lot of times, um, depending on how your product sits, some people can spend um, a lot more on PPC to get sales than others. It just depends how your product converts with PPC. So it's it's a bit of a you've got to look at each niche and each product because you know we've got nine different products in nine different niches and each each one of them works differently with PPC. I can't just run a blanket across my nine products because some I spend more on PPC get better conversions, others they don't work that way. So um, it's not you know for you know every single product you've really got to get yourself into a, a system and and get to know your own product. I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. But you need, I'd say, you know, just if you're costing a product, I'd be adding four or five dollars a product to to start with anyway, because for your first, you know, first couple of um, runs of product, you've got to be, you know, working to get to page one and maintain page one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, and then so that's the third kind of grouping or bucket of costs, and then you've got tools and other expenses. So. You know, what sort of other expenses are we talking about? Well, most well, you most people would be running sort of, I don't know, Helium 10, Jungle Scout, some of those mm -hmm. types of tools. And, you know, most of those are, I don't know, you know, can be $100 a month or $60 a month. Uh, my suggestion is you try and cull some of those out um, because if you're running, you know, five or six different 
lots of tools. You can still you can spend most of your profit on tools. Yeah. Um, so I think you know we actually have tried lots and lots of tools and just gone no, we've just got to connect. We're just bleeding money on all these things. So that's one way I've cut back a, a lot of our costs. You've got Amazon charge thirty nine ninety nine a month, um, which doesn't sound much, but if you're not making a lot of profit, it's still it's coming out of your bottom line. So everything's coming out of your money. You've got things like domain registrations that you've got to pay each um, year and you've got, you know, your business name registration. And if you've got a company, you've got all the company fees um, associated with that. Um, if you've got GS1 barcodes, which in Australia it's about $700 a year, if you buy the, the bulk GS1 barcodes to renew those, You've got, you know, your home office expenses, you've got your computer, um, you know, you've got to keep all this stuff up to date. It's no good running on a 20-year-old computer. So there's all those expenses that you've got to, you know, and if you're working from home, you've got the heating on all day, which you mightn't have had when you were working if you're doing it as a full-time job. So there's a lot of, you've got to just take in all those expenses into account because if you're running a real business, they're all real costs that you've got to um, account for. So... So, yeah, so by the time you finish, there's not a lot left for you if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, right. You really need to sell a product that's uh, got a fair bit of meat in it because, um, you know, all these things to come out of that. Because um, if, if this becomes your full-time job, there's no other income coming in um, mm. or you don't want to be working somewhere to by the day and it's feeding to keep this business going. So, um, you know, you've got to make sure you cover all these costs. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And then as you scale, I guess you also might want to hire VAs to do, do, to do certain well, tasks, uh, right? Well, I think too that's probably something that I think, look, you can get um, some, you know, VAs from the Philippines and things for a reasonable rate, you know, a couple of dollars an hour. But I think to start with, you need to know how to do everything. If you, you, to me, I don't want to employ someone and say go off and do that if I don't know how to do it because how do I know they're doing it right? Right. So I think initially you probably need to work your way through everything and then at, at the end of the game when you sort of got yourself established, you can choose either what you don't like doing or what's not your strength and maybe hire someone to do those things. Um, you know, the first thing I want to get rid of is PPC. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but on, in saying that, you've got to be careful because if you've got somebody doing it for you, and they just have it running away. And then all of a sudden you look at the end of the month and you go, my God, like, because I only wanted to spend 500 but, you know, their programs just spent $2,500 or something. So it's another thing you've got to be careful of and you've got to set your limits and your parameters and know what you're doing. But, yeah, I think you've got to, you know, play to your strengths. I mean, if you're good at marketing, you take on the marketing. If you're good at copywriting, you, you know, you don't go and pay someone. But, you know, to pay for someone to do everything in Amazon, um, would cost you, you know, you'd have to be making a lot of money. I mean, mm. you know, being the, in the six and seven figure sellers to do that, I think, to, mm. you know, to be able to afford to, you know, I mean, it depends what you want out of it, whether you just want a job that is an interest or whether you want to become, you know, into the million dollar seller mark. Yeah, yeah. Each person's different. Each person's got a different need. Exactly. So I think that's a really good way to, you know, break down all of the costs and all involved in running this as a business. So what are some of the ways, um, you know, that you found that people can track all of these expenses? I mean, just use Excel or, you know, are there any other uh, tools look, that you recommend? Um, well, Helium, oh, look, I, I'm a bit of a Helium 10 fan. Um, you'll mm -hmm. probably gather that. Um, <laughs> Helium 10 profits is quite 
Well, I, to me, it's a one-stop shop. And that, the reason I like it is that I can cost my products, I can track my keywords, I can look at, um, you know, new product adventures. It, it's got, um, you know, the profits on it, which you can actually, if you've got all the content, all your figures in there, you can get your profit margin and look at that daily. And there's lots of different reports you can you can get on that. So, yeah, that is quite good. Um, look, you can do... Um, Zero and A to X. A to X, I don't know for those people who don't know, it, it's a tool that actually links from Amazon's software to Zero, and it'll download all your fees and all your costs. But, you know, you're talking, you know, by the time you take that uh, A to X and Zero, you know, you can be up for about $300 a month because you've got to have the currency, different currencies. Um, so I think unless you're a big seller, and I'd say, you know, over $100,000 a year or something, to me, it's a big expense. Um, what I tend to do is I just use Amazon, have great reports. You can re find out all your costs by sales, all the different things, every cost is there. Um, and then I just use my credit card for all my um, deductions that aren't through Amazon. So, you know, your, your payments to you know, Helium 10, your storage, all not storage, your 3PL, all those places, pay it all through your credit card and I just put it on through an Excel spreadsheet and I said, to my accountant, here's that, here's Amazon's figures, here's my spreadsheet, that's it. Um, but, you know, obviously as you get bigger, it's harder and it's good to use. You know, I wouldn't want to be doing it if I was doing, you know, hundreds of thousands a year because there's a lot more work involved. But, you know, until you scale up and up, I think that you can get by... And I'm a bit tight, so I'll probably keep doing it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, that's another $4,000 bottom line that I yeah. don't have to waste. And so, you've got a VA to help you, right? <laughs> I have got a VA, yeah. He's, actually, he's a golf. My VA's got golf. Oh, <laughs> he has an off day today. <laughs> <laughs> he has several golf days. <laughs> Awesome. So do you have any tips or any advice for people, um, you know, how to reduce and optimize their costs? Oh, look, I suppose, um, well, number one, I think is just trying not to buy too many courses, trying not, you know, because there's every day on, you know, you'll get on your feed, there'll be a new course, somebody's selling something to help. I think stopping doing all that, I think there's enough information and once I'm going to, Helium 10, I think that they should give me a, you know, I'm giving them another plug here. Um, but to me, you've got their, inside their software, you can learn how to do um, most of the things. You've got the Kevin King course now that comes with um, the package for free. And now we're doing like, we've got Project X starting this week, haven't we, with um, Bradley and my friend Bradley and Tim. Yeah. So, and I think there's so much learning in that. And, and I mean, that's all free. So to me, to go out and spend thousands on this course and thousands on the next course that's advertised, um, you know, it's just, um, I think, you know, you, you've got to try and cut your costs because if you just keep spending, you, and you can learn a lot by there's so many different groups um, that you can join and read. Because most of them, somebody will post if they've got a problem so you can see what's gone wrong. Somebody's always putting, if there's something, an announcement from Amazon that's, you know, earth-shattering that we all need to know, somebody will post it on one of the groups. So I think mm. by just spending a bit of time, you know, but don't join every group. That's the other thing. You can be in 30 groups and spend your whole day just reading emails <laughs> and messages <laughs> and things. So I think you've got to try and... Um, get a happy medium but I think by doing all that you can save a lot of money and you can learn 
by, you know, in fact, I think now, and I've said it to a few people, if you haven't already paid for a course, I wouldn't go now and spend thousands on courses. Mm -hmm. I would join Helium 10, take advantage of all the learning and the videos that they've got. There's so many videos on there. And, you know, you can learn most of what you want to know through that. There's, you know, a lot, you've just got to be careful. And I think it's, you'll never keep up because the courses are all Amazon changes every day. Some rule changes basically mm. daily. So, um, you know, it's very hard to find something that's up to date. But even if you go and buy a course, there's no guarantee that that was written the day before you buy it either. So I think, um, you know, all those courses um, out there are, are never really up to date. So you've still got to watch what's happening on a daily basis. Um, you know, on the internet somehow to find out. Another good course that I've found is worth it is Brock Johnson's A Dollar Course. I don't know whether mm. any. That's, I mean, for a dollar and it's got a lot of great content. Once again, it's probably 12 months old now, but he's got a lot of good content in that. And you're not spending thousands and thousands of dollars to, to do a course. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing is to save money then on your software, um, you know, all the other software that you buy. And like, there's a myriad of things that just come out all the time that, you know, can help you make, make money or save money on this and that. And I think you've just got to make a choice and say, I'm cutting back. I only need one tool to, to get me through. Um, probably watch your PPC. Um, mm. It's very hard to do. Um, and, you know, the thing is you go to bed, well, for us especially, and probably... Uh, in Singapore, it's the same. You wake up in the morning and your PPC's gone from nothing <laughs> and it's, oh, how did I spend all that while I slept? Um, and it's, it's and they run it so far behind. It's run 12 hours behind, which I find a real trap because when you're looking at it, you think, oh, I've only spent $50, but you don't realise that that was in the first hour because it's only 1 o'clock, you know, like Amazon's only been on running for, you know, 13 hours and it hasn't caught up yet. So mm. when that, you know, that 50 will probably be 150 um, so it's it's you don't get a chance to stop it if you see it going out of control, and I think they do that because they otherwise we'd all be turning it off. Yeah, halfway through the day. Um, and I think you know just try and be. Um, you've got to weigh up your options with your storage as well. Do you put all your your goods into Amazon? And when you're a new seller, if you're going to start a product with a thousand products, there's no way no no I would put it into Amazon. I would be putting it into a 3PL, even if it costs me a little bit more because if your product doesn't succeed and it's sitting there for six months on the shelf and it gets to Q4, your storage is going to kill you um, and eventually they'll start charging you long-term storage. So I think unless you're just doing a test of, you know, 200 products or something, I would be a little bit cautious about shipping. Like, you know, some people say, oh, I'll just ship 3,000 products in. Have you tested it? <laughs> no, and you think, oh, you know, I mean, look, it's great if it sells and, it's, you know, it's great if you've got a winning product, but a lot of products don't always succeed. And, look, I think um, people have got to understand that if you test five products, you might only get three that succeed. You might get one that totally bombs out and a couple of mediocres and one that really goes good. Um, and every girl, if anybody tells you that they haven't had a product that hasn't really worked on Amazon, I don't believe them because I think just about every guru <laughs> I know would have had one or two failures in their life and I think most of them admit to um, yeah. having lots of products that haven't succeeded because it's not that easy. It's not as easy as it looks. You think there's 330 million people over there. They're all going to want my tong. Um, yeah. How easy it would it be to sell a 1,000? There's 330 million. It's still not easy. Um, you know, it's still hard to get people to buy your products. It's You've got to be, you know, have the right product. You've got to be positioned right. 
you've got to have the right price, you've got to have right photos. So there's no guarantee and I don't think, you know, anybody can say to you, yeah, that product is definitely going to fly off the shelf because you don't know till it hits the market. And by the time it gets there, that something can change, a fad can change, and we don't understand, I think, in America, the fads can be different to here. Right. Um, so you don't know, and I don't know, um, and I found this, and I had to go and look it up. I did some research yesterday when on Project X, they were talking about a burrito blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and I looked it up and I thought, somebody sold half a million dollars of burrito blankets over Christmas. Wow. I mean, who would want that thing? Like, what, <laughs> you know, but so, you know, now if somebody had showed me that and said, I'm going to list that, I would have gone, you what? <laughs> I'm just going to buy it. But it, it was a seller, so but it might be a fad in America. Yeah. And I think that's what you've got to, um, and also we don't know, sometimes the brand names that might be some famous brand of kitchenware or something that people go, oh, they're selling a fortune, but they might be selling it. They might have the same product as you, but because they've got the name, it might be not Nike, but a name that we don't know in homewares or babywear or something that we're not aware of. So I think not living in America, you're a little bit disadvantaged mm. as to some of those things as well. So you can just, sometimes it can be a bit distorted when you look at the sales if you're not careful. Yeah, and things like burrito blankets and all, I mean, they're definitely, you know, fads or... Um and it might, they might, like the fad might die down in, you know, a couple of months by the time you get it to, to, into Amazon. It's like no one wants it anymore, like fidget spinners or something, right? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. So, but, you know, yeah, well, that's it. It's just, and there's probably, you know, some of those fads. We just happened to notice it because they pointed us out, you know, Bradley found it yesterday and yeah. I've never gone looking for a burrito blanket in my life. Um. <laughs> but it's surprising. I mean, when they did a search on Helium 10, they found very few products, but then, I think now there are plenty more products on Amazon. So I think it's it's possible they, they, they did this recording maybe a couple of months ago, maybe before Christmas, because Tim has been talking about this. Even when we were in India, he was talking about this. So I think at that time, this was maybe yeah. just, uh, you know, catching up, catching on. And, and yeah, now we're like all pages of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, very saturated. But there was only a couple of selling really well. Like, obviously, yeah. they had the market. Um, cornered and um, the rest of them weren't selling all that much but yeah so yeah but so you know you can't always guarantee that if somebody shows you something that it's not going to be a winner <laughs> exactly <laughs> awesome um, okay so yeah do you have any other tips or uh, you know you know to, to reduce and optimize costs um, no, look, I think the biggest thing is is finding a product, not that you love, but I think you've got to be happy with it. You've got to feel proud to sell it. I think, hmm. um, you know, I couldn't sell something that wasn't up to par and wasn't a good quality product. I think you've got to, to me, I've got to, you know, be happy to sell something and feel that it's, that it's good. But it's no good falling in love with it because eventually you probably want to sell this brand that you've developed. And if you're in love with it, how could I sell it? Like, so I've got to, um, you've got to keep yourself distance, but find something that, you know, you don't have to know about it, but I think something that you can write the content and you can understand people's complaints and their needs. And I think then just doing your costumes before you place that order, make sure you've got, you know, and allow more 
So think the worst. Think I'm only going to get $30 for that, not $35. Um, so you've still got enough money in that costing because if you say, oh, I'm definitely going to get $35 for that and you can only get $30 because of the market because things change in the three months or four months while you go live, um, that you, you're then losing money. And that happens a lot. A lot of people have come to me and said, oh, but when I looked at this, it was selling for this and now it's not because mm. everyone's jumped on it. So I think you've got to allow, a, you know, be prepared to allow a little bit more. And if you can if you can get more for it, hey, you can price creep once you get your product in there. And, you know, if you can actually add another $10 to it, hey, wow, what a bonus. <laughs> but you've got to know that as long as I can make 10, I'm happy. If I can make 20, well, I, you know, I'm creaming it. But, you know. You've just got to, I think, really be careful of your costings. I think that's the biggest downfall of everyone I know is either not researching enough or finding a product that's not on Amazon, which, um, you know, mm. if it's not there at all and there's no keywords for it, I definitely wouldn't list it. <laughs> yeah, if no one's searching for it, they're definitely not going to be able to find your product. Cool. Awesome. So thank you so much, Mark. This has been really helpful. Um, so do you want to tell us like what services do you offer Amazon sellers? I mean, do you do coaching and how can people reach you? Well, I just try and um, help people, I suppose, who are starting out um, struggling, like, you know, get a lot of people get to come to do a shipping plan and it's a little bit confusing, don't know how to do it or how to list their product or different things like that or some advice on looking at products. I sort of just do um, coaching by the hour just on Zoom so we can share screens and help each other. I try and give you homework that you can go and learn for yourself first and so you're not spending a fortune on, you know, hour after hour after hour to go through every step because it's just it's too expensive. There's not enough money in it. So I like people to try and learn for themselves and then just help them through the difficult pieces and guide them. Uh, so that's what I, I'm trying to do with people because I don't want to see them spending money that they can buy products with um, yeah. coaching. So, you know, you've got to try and learn for yourself. But there are steps, there's certain things that it is just, you know, so hard to figure out and Amazon's help um, speaks in a strange language. I find a lot of the <laughs> processes there aren't explained all that well, like when you come to do like your shipping plan and your costs and whether you're um, splitting your shipment and all that. It's very hard to figure those things out um, on your own. Um, so, yeah, so that's mainly, you know, the different things, you know, I do and, you know, there's always people need, you know, help with something along the way. So, yeah, I try and uh, offer that um, as a sort of, something that I enjoy doing, I think. So that's why I'm hoping to um, be able to get rid of my PPC and help more people, have more time for, for helping people because I enjoy it much more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to enjoy what I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are sellers in Singapore who'd be really interested in that because a lot of people here, they do courses, but then they get stuck at the product selection phase. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't launch a product because they're not sure if the product is good or maybe they do launch a product and they don't get any sales at all and they kind of get disheartened. So I think there is, you know, a need for maybe a consultant or a coach and people would find it useful to maybe book a call, like a one hour call with you and, uh, you know, maybe just show you their product ideas and get your thoughts on, on you know, what, what, whether or not the products are feasible. So I think, um, yeah, all of you guys listening, you know, take advantage of, of, uh, 
of Margaret's experience and, uh, you know, her expertise. So if you guys are stuck on a product or if you've done a course and if you're kind of, um, you know, not sure of uh, how to do a listing or how to do a shipping plan then book a call with Mart and, you know, just do like a one hour zoom call. It's uh, it's not, it costs like less than a hundred dollars. Right, Mark? Yeah. No, well, it's, yeah. um, I don't know what the Singapore dollar is to ours. I mean, it's almost the I same. It's yeah, eighty-two dollars Australian. So, or it might have GST. So, seventy-five dollars yeah. Australian. So, yeah. whatever dollar is to ours, I'm not too sure at the moment. So, yeah, it's about the same Australian and Singapore dollars. So, yeah, I mean, seventy-five dollars, eighty dollars per hour. That's that's really nothing. I mean, people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on courses over here and then there's no support after the course you know they just do a two-day course three-day course and then that's it they're kind of on their own so yeah. this is I, um, I, do find that. I get a lot of people coming who have done you know a course and then you know they just don't know where to go from there and quite often the rules have changed or something's changed and you know they just don't know how, how to do the next step or they don't find out a lot of the things like you know the drive in the storefront a lot of people i know have never opened they've done maybe they don't know what ebc or a plus content is they don't know what a mm. storefront is and they've been selling for 12 months and if you've got a storefront oh where do i do that <laughs> so um yeah just like little things like that so i just like to try and make sure people have got themselves positioned to utilize as much as they can you know, of Amazon and, and try and get, you know, as much information back and work smarter. So, yeah, and I suppose if they can reach me, um, they can either PM me, I think, because I'm in the Australian seller if they want, or my email, uh, not my email, my website is Profit Improvement Business Solutions, which I don't know, you can probably put that into the... Yeah, I'll probably link it in the show notes and then people can, yeah, so, so can just well, go yeah. there and book a call or maybe send you and an email from that website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, if anyone does want to um, have a chat to me through this, um, sort of from the website, or you can contact me and I can do, you know, I'm quite happy to do sort of a 30-minute free consultation for anybody who wants to just have a chat and tell me, you know, their story and see if I can help them or, you know, what they need to do next. I'm quite happy to um, to chat with anyone. Um, and, look, I'm just, I work from home, so I'm available most, of the, you know, I obviously have bookings, but during the day, um, any day, sort of Monday to Friday, and I can do it later in the evening because you're behind. Yeah, yeah, we're behind. So, we're I mean, I'm, behind, I'm yeah. still going quite often at 8 o'clock my time, which is like 5 o'clock your time. So, yeah. um, you know, time frame um, doesn't doesn't worry me. I, I don't have a strict um, time frame. I just try and work in with people because some people work and, you know, you've got to fit in with them as well because a lot yeah. of people are working and trying to do this and get mm. their money to pay their bills or get a home or whatever. So it's um, it's not easy. It's, it's a hard job to do and do two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And of course you're a coach on India Sourcing Trip as well and you've helped so many people and you've done so much for all of the trip attendees. I mean, everyone is just so appreciative of, you know, the information that you've shared, the guidance that you've given to them during the trip, even after the trip, you're doing like, you know, Zoom calls with people and checking in on them. And my gosh, how do you find the time to do all of that? I don't understand. Well, my, VA has, my VA does all the work and I, I, I'm busy, I'm doing this. But no, but I enjoy that. And I love to follow up and hear. And I usually say to people like, come back to me, tell me how many sales you get this week. Because I get a bit excited too. Because, yeah. you know, like, you know, if somebody gets 
really successful and gets lots of sales, I just love it. I mean, you know, we even have a, a local, I suppose, it started off as a meeting in my um, lounge room around the dining room table um, and now it's grown into a group of there's about 100 members and we actually meet locally on uh, at a restaurant on a pier here about every six weeks and you know you've become there our friends and you know we chat and everyone comes along and brings their product sometimes and shows us what's happening and we love it so it's become I suppose more than a hobby but it's taken over my life yeah. But, I mean, I can still go on holidays and take my laptop and I can work from anywhere. So, hey, I couldn't do that working for somebody nine to five. So it's still a great life, I think. And exactly. it's still better than owning a business that I've got to be there 12 hours a day, six days a week or something. Yeah, absolutely. And you get to travel to India and Goa. You're going for a vacation to Goa. <laughs> I can't wait, yeah. Well, it's, what is it? it must be 11 weeks now till we go. So Yeah. Till, till the trip starts again. So, yeah, really looking forward to that, spending time <laughs> with everyone and meeting new people, which will be fun and helping people yes. around and look for more products for everyone. I don't need any more, but we'll look for everyone else. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're going to be getting a few sellers from Singapore as well this time. So, yeah, there's some from the US and from London, UK, and of course, from Australia and New Zealand as well. So it should be a good global kind of group this time. <laughs> and it's so, like, so anybody who is thinking about it, who's listening to this, just book it. You'll learn more on this trip than doing any course or coaching because we basically do go through everything there is between all the coaches we run through everything there is to know about Amazon I think on the trip and we're still working with people you know all the time with product selection and stuff I've always got somebody coming back they found a new product or they're working on their product or they've ordered their product and it's really good and I was just saying to Megla before we've had about 50% success rate of the people who attended in India I actually went through the ones I know and did a bit of digging around and it looks like about 50% of the people are actually either ordered or in the process of placing their order for a product so I think it's been a very successful trip. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really amazing. It's really good stats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay, so thank you so much, Mark, for your time. And I will see you in a couple of months. <laughs> yes, it won't be far away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks a lot. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye everyone.